Let us pray. <clears throat> God of us all, take our ears and hear through them. Take our minds and think through them. And take our hearts and set them on fire for Christ's sake, we pray. Amen. Next month, my wife, uh, Molly, and I are going to drive down to California. We're going down to see our, our daughter, our younger daughter, Laura, in San Francisco. And we're going to go see my parents uh, in my hometown, Lodi. Lodi, California. I haven't seen my mom and dad for two years now, so I'm really eager to get down there. My parents still live in the house uh, where I grew up from fourth grade until I made my way out into the world. And so it's been more than 40 years now since I last lived there. But I still know where the hidden key is. Uh, and if it's not there, I still remember how to sneak in late at night without a key. Uh, I know the room that we're going to stay in. I'm in a lot of the pictures on the refrigerator, although in those pictures I'm younger and, and much leaner most of the time. Uh, I know where my mom keeps the cookies that she's baked. I know where my dad tries to hide his candy. So I have no trouble making myself very comfortable there. But it's been two years. Things have changed. The house has changed. My brother tells me that uh, the room that he and I shared growing up has been completely redone by my parents. Uh, my mom has changed. She fell. Actually, truth be told, my dad knocked her over in Target one day. Uh, it was an accident. It was an accident. Uh, but she's, she's, uh, she's recovered well, but she has, my brother tells me, slowed down quite a bit. And uh, COVID, we've all changed in these last 18 months. So things will be different, but there's something that still makes it home. Now, as Kim said earlier, uh, in churches, this, this Sunday, this first Sunday after Labor Day is traditionally called Homecoming Sunday, after everyone's been out and about for the summer, right? Road trips and camping at the coast, um, hiking up in the mountains. After Labor Day, vacation's over, school's back in session, and so we all gather back in the fall, and things start to gear up. At least traditionally, that's how church has worked. And sure enough, this morning we had some Sunday school classes get started, and as Kurt said, we're collecting school kits again this fall, as we've been doing since forever, as far as we can tell. And the last two weeks, I've been going to a lot of committee meetings, so there are some things that have stayed the same. Uh, but a lot has changed um, with the Delta variant. A lot of folks, a lot of our friends are joining us online. Uh, without vaccine for kids, we have very few 12 and unders come up for children's time, though we had a pretty good representation of everyone else today. Um, and I find um, that the, the sense of anticipation that comes with the fall is a lot more muted this year. The things that we always look forward to, that I always look forward to at the end of the summer, well, maybe they're going to happen. Nobody quite knows. And so in a year like this, when things are so different, I, and I suspect this is true of many of us, we especially long for that sense of being at home. And so much has been lost or left unrealized. Uh, when life's unsettled, when we're at loose ends, when, we're not, when we don't know what's going to come next, we're all looking, even if we're not fully aware of it, we're looking for a place where we can be at home. See, we all carry with us a notion of home. We carry it in our hearts or in our souls, whether we've ever lived there or not. And it might be for you, home is, is, is made up of memories of a place that you did live as a child, or maybe um, a memory of days that you spent at your grandma's house. Or maybe it's a more fleeting experience of, of warmth, and welcome 
when you were visiting someone else's home. Or maybe it's just a dream or a vision or a hope that you carry with you. Of a place where we feel like we belong, and in a sense, a place that belongs to us. A place where we feel like things will be okay, even if things aren't going particularly well at the moment. A place where we can be ourselves, where stories get told and then retold, where laughter comes easily, where it's okay to be quiet together. Where we're connected by ties that bind us even when we fail, even when we disagree, even when we haven't seen each other for a long time, we all carry that notion of home in us. I once read that the two things we need most as human beings are our security and significance. We need a place where we feel safe, even when the rest of life feels uncertain and even dangerous. And we need a place where we matter to someone, where we matter to at least one other person, a place where we are noticed, where we make a difference, where we are missed. That sounds like the notion of home that I carry with me. A reading today from 1 John 4 is uh, thick with the language of home. John writes about living in, abiding together, dwelling with. But for John, it's clear that home is, is not so much a place, not so much a noun as it is a verb. It's an action. It's the act of loving that makes a home. Love makes a home. Well, that makes sense intuitively, right? I mean, some of us have had the unhappy experience of living in houses or apartments or dorms where there wasn't much love and it wasn't much of a home. Love is what makes a home, is what makes a house or a church or a community feel like home. And on our best days, we have it in us to be kind and patient and attentive, to be honest and loyal and forgiving. But if we're truthful, there are other days when we're not at our best. I'm told that I can be insensitive at times. I know I can be a little bit selfish and impatient. There are times when fear or pride or envy get the best of us. And on those days, the good news is that love isn't self-generated. John writes, God is love. And then later he writes, we love because God first loved us. Love doesn't begin with us, it begins with God. From the beginning, the love of God was woven into the fabric of creation. Love surrounds us, and so when we live in love, when we abide in love, when we dwell in God's love, we find our heart's true home. Love makes a home. It begins with God. God who is love. God who has come to us and abided with us in Christ. God whose spirit abides with us still. God who forgives our failings and our foolishness. God who tends our wounds and our worries. God who calls us to lives of mercy and peace and justice and joy. God is love. That's where it begins. And so the first question to ask every day, day after day, is can you believe it? Can you believe that God loves you? Whatever you've done or left undone, you have never stopped being God's beloved daughter. You've never stopped being God's beloved son. Can you let God love you? Can you accept God's acceptance? And even if the best you can do is a, a sort of a shaky, uncertain first step, God is always ready to welcome you, to welcome me, to welcome us home. Can you believe it? Samuel Johnson, the, the English poet and author, once wrote, to be happy at home is the end of all human endeavor. We carry with us a notion of home, and we're always trying to find our way there. 
here at church, this is Homecoming Sunday. We come to church for a lot of reasons. Some of us grew up going to church, and so it's just sort of baked into the rhythm of our lives. It's a habit. Some of us come to find a quiet interlude in a crazy week. We come for the pleasure of singing together. Uh, We come to say prayers for people we worry about. Some of us come hoping to find hope. We come to partner with people who are acting with mercy, working for justice. We come for a lot of reasons. I remember a story uh, that I heard once about a boy who was uh, puzzled by his father. His father was an agnostic, and he loudly proclaimed that to anyone who bothered to ask. And yet, every time the church was open, his father showed up. And as the boy got just a little bit older, he finally had the courage to kind of call his dad on this, and he asked him, you always say that you doubt God exists, but you always go to church. What's going on, Dad? And his father said, well, people go to church for a lot of reasons. Take Yoder over there. Yoder goes to church to talk to God. Me? I go to talk to Yoder. We go to church for a lot of reasons, but underneath it all, we're all trying to find our way toward that vision, toward the promise, toward the hope of home. That's why I come to church, and that's what I hope for this church too, and especially this fall, that this will be a place, this will be a community where we abide together in God's love, where together we live out the vows we make at baptism, to bear one another's burdens, to assist in times of need, to share our gifts and possessions, to forgive as Christ has forgiven, to support each other in times of joy and sorrow, and all things to work together for the common good. Next week uh, at 9.30, running for four Sundays, we're going to have a group called uh, Bearing One Another's Burdens. So much has changed, so much is still uncertain. We want to create a space where we can tell stories, where we can listen to each other, where we can bear each other's burdens. And so we're going to gather at 9.30, uh, both downstairs and online. You can join either way. And then we're going to break into small groups where we can talk together and listen to one another about topics like disappointments and discoveries, loss and grief, where parents can talk about the challenges of parenting. We can talk about coping with re-entry into community life. We'll have a group to talk about difficult family dynamics, because I'm pretty sure, based on my Uh, experience that everyone here has a family member who has a rather different view about COVID vaccines. And then we're going to have another group for questions we're asking, uh, we find ourselves asking about God and faith. The vision uh, of home that I carry with me is of a community where we can be honest, where we can be helpful, and where we can be hopeful together. But that vision of home is not just for our own sake. You know, earlier in 1 John, uh, John writes, how does God's love abide in anyone who has the world's goods and sees a brother or sister in need and refuses help? There's plenty of places for all of us to act with mercy and all of us to seek justice. Now, this afternoon, we have a group that's going to, uh, to Night Strike. Plenty of opportunities to support Mennonite Central Committee uh, through, the, through the school kits. Um, we're not going to do my coins count in the traditional way, but we are going to take an offering on the 3rd. And then the, year, uh, the fall festival is coming up pretty soon. We just had a group go down uh, to California with Mennonite Disaster Service, MDS. And actually, Morris is going to have a word to say about that just a little bit later in the service. I'm sure there's going to be a need for us to support refugees from Afghanistan who've had to flee their homeland. Uh, and we're gearing up for family promise, uh, a family shelter uh, for people who are experiencing homelessness. Four weeks out of the year, uh, this meeting house is going to be a shelter for families. And maybe... Uh, Even if it's just for a few hours a night, it can be 
home. I remember a story that Anne Lamott uh, told once. It's in her book, Traveling Mercies. It's about a little girl who had um, ventured a little too far from her home out into her neighborhood and a little bit beyond. And pretty soon she didn't recognize anything. She was lost. And so she just started walking up and down streets looking for anything that uh, seemed familiar. And uh, the farther she walked, the more alone she felt and the more frightened she started to become. And then a police officer happened by and saw her, and the police officer put the little girl into her cruiser, and they just began to drive up and down streets looking for something, anything that was familiar. And finally, the little girl said, you can let me out here. That's my church. I can always find my way home from there. See, that's what I hope for this church. That as we gather on Sunday, Sunday after Sunday, no matter how lost or alone or afraid we sometimes feel, that together, by the grace of God's love, we can always find our way home together. Thanks be to God.